0: In episode 45, I share a few ways you can calculate how much money you want and need to make. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show, the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out their remote work options. I believe that remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. Today is the last episode in a month-long series all about the top remote jobs or businesses right now. All month, I gave you ideas, resources, and action steps to determine what's going to work best for you. This included things like how to explore job families, how to match your skills and interests to the right ones, how to search for these opportunities, and how to avoid scams. And finally, today, it's all about different ways that you can calculate how much money you want and need to make. So if you missed any of the other episodes, go back to episode 41 and listen all the way through so you can get everything for the month. Now, today, we're going to focus on how much money you really want and need to make, and I'm going to give you three different ways to calculate that. Now, let me back up and tell you that when I talk to my clients and members of Remote Work School, sometimes people don't exactly know how much money they really need. Often we get stuck in what we used to make, or we think only about the bills we have to pay. We also don't think about how things are changing all the time. Like right now, we're in the middle of inflation. In fact, I just talked to a guy the other day who said he planned for retirement, but didn't plan for this much inflation, and it forced him back into the workforce. And what's also common is I find that when people worked at a specific job and made a certain salary, that they have that salary stuck in their brain, and that's kind of the ceiling they have on what's possible or what they think they need to make. And so some of this comes from money blocks or old money stories, and I can't spend all the time today talking about that, but I do want to give you an example of what I mean. I've shared on this podcast before about how my grandmother was really great at accounting. She was the accountant in my grandfather and her ice cream business. And when I was 10, she made me open a checking account and made me balance a checkbook. But we couldn't find one penny. And it was so frustrating. And she got really annoyed with me. And at one point, I remember her calling me a dummy. And that really stuck in my brain. And that was the point at which all of my dysfunctional stories around money began and also questioning my self worth. So that's a lot to unpack. Again, I'm not going to do that today, but I do want you to think if there's a time in your life where you have a money story like that, because that root is something that might be holding you back from sprouting a whole new way of earning money for you. So I'm going to talk more about the practicalities today, but if you need help with that kind of work, then shoot me a DM on Instagram or check out my free training at the end of this episode. So let's talk about different ways to calculate what you want and need to make. I'm going to go over three. I'm going to talk about hourly rates, retainer rates, and then what I call making money in a leveraged way. Now, first of all, you need to get a good handle on your expenses. And surprisingly, for a lot of people, this is really hard. I did this recently with someone in my family, and they were absolutely shocked at how much more their expenses were than they thought. And I know, I get it. It's hard to sit down and really look at your money situation, especially if you're on the struggle bus. Like, I totally get it. I've been in this exact situation many, many times in my life, but you have to get a handle on exactly what's going out every month, and then you have to budget in the other stuff, the fun stuff, or the money you want to save, or something that you're planning for in the future, and you can ballpark it for now. And now that you have that figure, you might also have a pit in your stomach, because sometimes there's a gap between where you are today and where you ideally need to be. But it's really important that you figure out that number to the best of your ability, because that's going to give you a lot of clarity on how much money you actually need to make and what the options are. So let's talk about the first one, which is getting paid by the hour. It's the most common way that people get paid, you know, the average person. And it is my least favorite way to earn income because you are literally trading every hour of your time for money. However, you can negotiate your hourly rate in some cases. Now, recently I was hired for a contract and the person who hired me wanted to pay me on a monthly retainer. I'll talk about that in number two. But she was really underestimating the work. I knew she was and she knew she was too. And that's why she wanted to offer me retainer work and try to squeeze every hour out of me she could. Because I knew this, I decided to go back and offer her an hourly rate. Now, this is unusual. Again, I don't like to do this, but I knew I would actually make more money per hour if I did it this way. And then I offered her an in-between rate of what she was going to want to pay me and versus what I wanted to get paid. It was kind of a win-win. So again, I wouldn't normally do this, but I knew that she was underestimating the work. And when I finally did the work and calculated the pay, I would have lost $1,000 had I taken a retainer rate. So the reason I bring this up is, number one, don't always assume that getting paid on retainer or even salary or any other way that you get paid is somehow going to be better than hourly. Because with hourly, what you can do sometimes is negotiate the hourly rate. Now, be prepared to explain how you're going to contribute and what that person's really going to get out of you for the hour What you don't want to do is tell them why you need the money. That's never a winning strategy, is telling them that you need to get more money per hour because you have bills to pay. We all have bills to pay. Instead, position it as to why you're going to give them more value and why they're actually winning in the end by you negotiating that salary. So that's the first one. The second one is retainer, and I just mentioned this. Now, this is when you get paid a flat rate For work that you would do, it could be monthly, it could be weekly, it could even be per day. And what I like about this is that it does give you consistent income, depending on how you work. Now, if you get good at the work you do, and you duplicate it over and over and streamline your process, then you can end up working less and making more money. For example, I have a peer who sets up client onboarding systems for businesses, and then she maintains those systems monthly. So she's created the same steps no matter who the client is, and what used to take her 30 hours a month now takes her only 20 because it's routine. She can work faster and take on more clients per month, which means she makes more money per hour. Now, the key to this is finding something that you can get really good at and offer it as a service over and over. Now, I'll give you some examples. These might not fit for you, but I just want to throw some ideas out there. Things like bookkeeping, where you have a system that you do the same way every single month. Scheduling social media. Again, you can get really good and fast at that. Content writing, like articles and blogs, especially if you use uh, artificial intelligence like ChatGPT, which can really speed up your process. Video editing, especially if you create templates and you just drop people's videos into those templates. Creating custom recipes for people based on their diet, especially if you already have a set of recipes that you go to based on those diets over and over again. Now, you could even do a daily rate for this. Often these are called VIP days, and this is where you do work for people or you work alongside people and you get something done in a day. Now, the same friend that I mentioned that sets up client onboarding systems per month She also offers a VIP day rate where she charges, get this, $5,000 a day to set everything up for you. And this gives her the best of both worlds. She can do monthly retainer, but she can also do VIP days. Beautiful system. So that's number two, retainer. The last one is my favorite, and it's called leveraged work. This is where you do something one time or a few times and you generate income well into the future. These are things like digital products. So these are going to be your online courses. Maybe these are ebooks or workbooks. You could even publish books on Amazon. I have friends that have written books on Amazon and they get paid over and over again. And they only had to write that book one time. These could also be things like printables. These are little printables like planners, checklists, to-do lists, and you can sell those on places like Etsy. I know lots of people who do that. This could be group coaching programs or membership where you're serving a lot of people at one time, so you're earning more per hour. That's the business I run. Now, I know a woman who teaches moms to sew their kids' clothing and does really well with a program like that. So there's an example of a hobby that somebody did and turned it into a group program. These could also be video tutorials that you record once and sell over and over. I'm going to talk in a future episode about my friend Richard, who's 80 years old, And he and I are working together to get his art training online in video. This guy is sharp as a tack, and he's so inspiring, and I can't wait to tell you his story later on in this show. You could also do things like write blogs that include links to things like Amazon, and then you sell products from Amazon or other affiliate programs over and over again, or even use that same blog to bring in ad revenue. You could sell other people's products, like become an affiliate. For example, for remote work school, my program, I have an affiliate program where people can earn a percentage when they refer people. I'm actually launching that again very soon, so more to come on that. Now, I could go on and on, but hopefully what you're learning is that there's so many different ways to earn income, and it takes a little bit of creativity. It takes a bit of moving past any money blocks you have or old money stories or old ways of thinking of how you used to earn money and figuring out some of these options that could work for you. Now, in summary, You have a couple of ways to earn money. I only gave you three. I gave you the hourly approach where you negotiate per hour. I gave you the retainer approach where you can have fixed income for a certain period of time and work. Finally, I gave you my favorite, which is leveraged work. You create something once and sell it over and over. But these are by no means the only ways to earn income. So keep listening to the show because I'll be sharing so much more of these ideas and more in the future. I hope you enjoyed listening come back next month because i have the most exciting series called founders over 50 these are people who started businesses over 50 years old you're going to be so inspired uh, one of those uh, one of those ladies is 65 years old and all the rest they're they're so inspiring that i love it when someone over 60 even starts a business and she'll be sharing her wisdom so thanks again for listening and i will see you next time Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out my free remote work training where you can get more ideas and action steps for how to work with me on your remote work options. Go to camilatel.com slash remote-training, or you can find the link in the show notes.